Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us wherever you are and whomever you're with as we continue in our RSVP series on chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. Why? Because all creation requests the honor of your love. Now, before we pick up in the verses for today, I encourage you to read through that chapter one more time with your community group and meet me right back here. Let's pick up in verse number eight. So today, we're not just doing three words. We actually get to go through four verses, which is really exciting. It says, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 8, I'm reading in the ESV version, love never ends. Some versions say love never fails. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man or woman, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that your word is alive that your word is active. And in these next few moments, I ask, Lord, that your word would speak, that a little bit more that you would begin to unveil your nature, that we might know you and that we might see you just a little bit more clearly. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, what stuck out to me as I was reading these verses was just that very first part. There's so much wrapped in here. I could speak for an hour. Thankfully, I'm not gonna do that promise, uh, but love never ends. That word there that talks about love ending, love never ends or love never fails, is a Greek word that implies the idea of falling. Love never falls down. It's a similar word that's used in other places that talks about um, falling or lying prostrate in worship. Love doesn't worship any other thing. In fact, everything else bows down to love. It's interesting here as we come into kind of a close of what we've been talking about that Paul seems to be wrapping up everything with a nice pretty bow. He opens out the chapter talking about some of the most phenomenal gifts. I would love to have all knowledge and prophesy in ways that I understood all mysteries. And he says, but if you had all these incredible things without love, you're nothing. And through the chapter, he now circles back around and talks about some of the same spiritual things, prophecy, in particular tongues and knowledge. And he talks about them as being only a part, something that it's great. In fact, they're so great. In the very next chapter, the very first verse, he says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. So he's talking about things that have value, but he's realizing that even the greatest things will fall short and they'll fall short to love. If you've been here and you're listening to a lot of these messages about love being patient, love being kind, and maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, it's so great to think that you know, God loves me and that love is great, love never fails, love never ends, but is that your reality? I don't know about you, but I've wrestled recently with, is love enough? Have you ever heard a couple or maybe said to a couple um, or heard a couple say, well, you know, we, we have love, love is all we need. And 
It's like, no, maybe you should have a job or maybe you need a couple other things as well. Sometimes it seems trivial to say love never fails. What is Paul talking about here? Paul, the apostle, Paul, who in the book of 2 Corinthians talks about all of the afflictions he's encountered. Paul, who talks about, I was so desperate that I thought that I would die. Paul, who was beaten with rods and whipped and thrown into prison. Paul, who himself struggled with anxiety, as talked about in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Like, how do we reconcile where Paul says, these are the things that I'm going through. These are the hardships that I've endured. And yet I'm telling you, friends, that love never fails, that love never ends. I wanna leave you with a couple of things today as we talk through these verses. And the first thing is that gifts are temporary. You know, you think oftentimes that as we pray, the Bible talks about so many miracles, so many promises, the promises of God in, in healing or in all of these things. Um, when I look at the first few verses of 1 Corinthians, I wonder, if you had prophecy that you knew all mysteries and all knowledge, you know what that would mean? That would mean that you would understand why the universe keeps expanding. Maybe you would understand or find if you had all knowledge, a cure for cancer. Maybe if you were able to speak in the tongues of men and of angels, you would always know what God is trying to say in that moment. If you had the gift of faith, like he talks about, that you could move mountains, then think about any problem that's facing you right now that you could overcome. What if you could speak a word of faith and then your finances were taken care of? In many ways, if we were to think about this, how much the world would change, we would have maybe a lush life till the part where it says we give up our body to be burned and give away everything that we have. <laughs> I'm not signing up to be a martyr, but if you did all these things, think about it. Sometimes we say, God, where is your love when I have a bad report? Jesus, where is your love when this and that and the other? And the Bible talks about the gifts of God and he's, Paul is getting at something that he says, even if you were able to have gifts so abundant and profound that you could transform not only the life of others, but your own life. If there was a lack of understanding God's love or who God is, it would be amiss. Why is that? Why is that? You see, as Paul begins to unveil the partial and the whole, and he says in verse nine, we prophesy, Prophecies will pass away, tongues will cease, and knowledge will pass away, for we know in part, we prophesy in part. Paul is getting at the fact that even in all of the things that we have, when the answer to your prayer arrives, when the outworking of your gifts yields really good fruit, that all of that will come short without the love of God. When that which is perfect has come, well, yes, Paul, when I'm in heaven someday, I'm so glad that maybe I will understand more. In some ways, if you read the, the verses really quickly, where he talks about understanding only dimly, only in part, only like a child, it may seem a little hopeless to think, well, if I'm only going to understand this much, then 
why try? Lord, what, what is it? What do you have for me, Holy Spirit, that, that could be greater than having all of these things tied up in a bow? Let's look a little deeper. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. For now I know in part, but then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. We see in a mirror dimly. This reminds me of a verse that Paul writes about earlier in the same book, and that's 1 Corinthians 2, 9, where he says, no eye has seen and no ear has heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. It's a very similar telling that you're never gonna know, you're never gonna see, you're never gonna understand the way of true and perfect love. And yet it says, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Paul is saying here that we have the hope that even though on this side of heaven, so much of what we do feels like a grasping at the wind, God is saying, I have given you my spirit to help you find me a little more clearly, to help you understand love a little more fully, and to help you give that love in a way that goes beyond what just a gift or an answer or faith or something that sounds really spiritual can do. If you've ever had a friend going through a difficult time, or maybe you're going through a hard time, and you come up short in knowing, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say, Jesus, I wish that you would just make it happen, God. I wish that you would just come down from heaven and, and bring peace on the other side of the world. Lord, it would be fabulous because I know you're able to, God, if you could just do this. And God is saying these things are, are wonderful, but it's really the, the love and the understanding of who God is that will set the tone of something that's never ending, never failing, never fleeting, always enduring, and something we can constantly rely on. You know, my sister-in-law, Joyce, many of you um, have heard, my sister-in-law, Joyce, contracted COVID back in December. And a couple weeks later, she got pneumonia and was put on some some special medications to help her counteract that. Little did she realize her body was highly allergic to those medicines and it took them another couple weeks to figure that out. And so right now my, my sister-in-law in Michigan has been battling in many ways for her life. And now that they know what this really rare condition is, it might take anywhere from six months to two years to recover. Something that I've, I've wrestled with and I've been in awe and inspired by is the fact that in her difficulty, somehow she's texting me and saying, I know God more fully now than maybe I ever have. Who is this God that makes a person who's lost her hair, her fingernails, her skin, her hearing for a month, who's in so much pain that she has to be put on the strongest medicines there are, be able to say with conviction, I know my God more fully than maybe I ever had. That's the kind of love I wanna know. 
I'm here praying continually for her, for her health, as I know many of you are, and for her healing. But in the middle of that, I see the promise of God that Paul is getting at in these passages. Love never fails. God's perfect and abiding love. You know, I'm reminded I want to kind of, um, as I begin to close, gifts are temporary, love is eternal. But there's one final thing I want you to take with you this week. And before I do, I want to share a story from the book of John. Many of us know the story where Jesus feeds 5,000 plus women and children. They're sitting on a hillside, listening to Jesus' words and starving. So what does Jesus do? He takes a meal, he gives thanks, and he feeds everyone. I mean, he feeds them so that they're full. You remember when Golden Corral used to exist? I mean, it was like full, full. And um, so the next day, after their bellies are full, these same people go to find Jesus. They can't find him anywhere, but then they keep going and they find him. And they say, Jesus, this is, I'm in John chapter six. Jesus, what sign are you gonna do for us today? I'm going to summarize for you. And Jesus says, you sought me not because you saw a sign, but because your belly was full. He said, I wish that you understood that I'm the bread of life. We think in life so often that the answer is the physical bread when God is saying it's a picture of something that's eternal. And there's so many things in life. I can give you a list of 12 things. You want me to dish them out right now of I could say, God, if only this were fixed in my life, Lord, if only I could get this answer to prayer, then maybe I would know that you really hear me, that you really see me, that you're really present. And God is saying, it's not about, it's not about the what, it's about the who. And Jesus is saying, maybe this is you today. Maybe there's something that you're holding on to. And Jesus comes to you and says, I could fix it. But really what Jesus is after is having you understand that his presence is going to be enough. Does it feel like enough? Oh Lord, is love really enough? Maybe talk to Joyce. <laughs> Maybe seek. If we seek him, we will find him if we search for him with all of our heart. And with that church today, I want to be a person and I want to challenge you, maybe in your groups, to, to wrestle with this. Lord, is love enough? And do I know, do I possess, do I have your love in a way that enlightens my darkness. John chapter five, verse 39 and 40, Jesus says, you look in the scriptures for in them, you think you have eternal life. And these are things that testify of me, but you are not willing to come to me that you might have life. Church, may we not be a people that just reads the scripture and says, oh, I see that's pointing to Jesus. When Jesus gives the invitation to us first, the RSVP that says, come, encounter my love, so that in experiencing that, we can be love to others. I'm gonna leave you with a benediction as we close. May we be a people that pursue God's perfect love and find him. 
May we realize the gifts are a pathway to God, but never stand alone. May we give the love that we freely receive, and may we remember that with Jesus, it only gets better. Thank you.